0: Five. Oh, welts rising on the chest of Commander. I guess his head is feeling okay right now. We're back on Rampage where a great high-flying battle has just turned into a slugfest advantage. Ray Fenix over the high-flying young Luchador Commander. Fenix, I think maybe Rainbuster Commander counters. He's got knee to the top of the head. As Commander hits the legs, gets back down to his feet. Obviously, oh, Commander's got a lot of fight left in him. He certainly does. I mean, he's in there with one of his idols. An overhand chop. Fenix is punishing the chest of Commander with those chops, and now Commander getting some payback, Tony. Yeah, he got to be on the one knee, but now he needs to take advantage of this. Don't let him, there you go, don't let him get back up. Fans in an effort to assist those affected by the wildfires in Maui's proceeds from tonight's Rampage Fight for the Fallen event will go to help the Maui Food Bank. If you would like to help those affected by the fires, please donate to MauiFoodBank.org. As Commander goes off the back of Ray Fenix, lands on his feet. swinging a miss by Fenix, and Commander up, and Harris takes down Fenix. What balance, mid-air balance, Harris. Fenix, you can see very unsteady. His step's not coming easy for him. Or, or Maybe that was just a lure in Commander playing possum. The was momentum was Commander running and hitting the ropes. Oh, Commander Hark up front of Fenix! 2-0! Oh. Yeah. Oh. I don't see how Ray got out of that at all. Ray, Ray? Fenix got Fight on that one. I would love to take another look at that if possible. He landed very high on the shoulders and almost on the back of his neck. Aubrey Edwards was checking with Ray to see if he was still in this. Commander, now with Fenix on the shoulders! The Lung Blower! Commander, the cover! Two and no. Oh! Fenix able to kick out not a great cover by Commander, but he, he very nearly beat Fenix with it. Yeah, he was fighting really to get the shoulders pinned, and he really couldn't get the body of Braz. Good Commander. And I'm glad we got another look at that Rana. That God. was vicious. And that is what changed the yeah. cadence of this match. As Fenix comes charging in, Commander to the back. Oh, no! Oh, the Fenix waiting there with the cutter! The deep cover! I'm gonna tell you, these two guys have not disappointed thus far. Look at the fans here. Yeah, on paper, we knew that this was going to be a tremendous matchup, but it is exceeding expectations. Ray Fenix with the advantage on Commander. You see John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, two of the men that will be opposing Ray Fenix in the Stadium Stampede match at all in london wembley stadium is fenix now with commander up on the shoulders commander able to break free fenix into the ropes a little bit of indecisiveness on gray fenix that time or maybe again trying to lure in commander the tight rope walk into the punt and he just melted into the mat recover the foreleg leg is hooked and no commander you can see right there right even with a mask on little disappointment on the face and it didn't keep him down with the freak out that time fight forever champ bringing out here in nashville what a great way to start rampage tonight tony oh this is commander crucifix bomb two and oh we're a fraction of a second away from an upset that time, Ray Phoenix was fighting for all he was worth on one and two. I didn't think he'd get out, but he did. Well, Phoenix intercepted the thrust kick, comes around, full commander tries for the roundhouse. Hook kick connects, Phoenix is dazed, sent into the ropes, commander through the lariat. Phoenix comes around, hook kick of his own. Both men go down, you can tell. This match taking a physical toll on commander. Just as much as Ray Fenix. Yeah, we're going to take a look again. He has really worked over the head of Commander. And here's just another shot. Watch this. Gets the movement up the ropes. Commander, you saw it. He partially anticipated. He tried to get the, the hand up, but the kick of Ray Fenix just too strong and too quick a lot on that elbow strike yeah. from commander hell you know but i think both men are pretty spent right now Is it yeah rake got some on his these two just exchanging elbows drop kick to the chest commander since going to the outside underneath the bottom rope close proximity drop kick as well i love those bennix what does he have in mind commander straight down on the floor ray Fenix. No commander sends Phoenix crashing into the ring. Right, commander lured him up on top that time, really. And to a destroyer! Oh my God. Huh. The destroyer and now commander. He's kicked away the thing. Maybe think of Cielito Lindo. He does that one more. the workbook. Yeah. The shooting star across the cover. Two! Oh. Alex's face says it all. One more time next time. Yeah, take a look at this. The springboard Canadian Destroyer followed up by the seal, Lindo. Commander very nearly sealed it, very nearly picked up the biggest win of his professional wrestling career tonight on Rampage. 450 splash, nobody home. The fans are into every move on this one. The ripcord out into the roundhouse kick. Oh, now Fedex. Oh! One, two, and oh! I thought that was it, Ray Fennix thought that was it. This crowd thought it was, it was it. It was a split second away from being a win. What a battle! We are witnessing tonight on Rampage. This is incredible. This is so entertaining. Is kind of, you got to say that's what AEW is all about, right? It certainly is and maybe some frustration coming out of Ray Fenix in those chops and now the Muscle Buster and oh, Fenix! Plants Commander center of the ring and scores the win! The winner of this
1: incredible battle
0: Hey! Phoenix! Well said, Justin Roberts. Incredible battle is what it was. Moxley and Claudio do not seem impressed by the man that the Black Bull Combat Club will face along with Peta El Cerro Miedo. Eddie Kingston, best friends at Orange Passy in the stadium stampede match at All In London.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to the HMG Rampage Uncaged show right here on channelattitude.com via humming Media Group. I am your host Jimmy T and my co-host, I mean I don't even need to, need to introduce these guys, Chris Sams. Welcome back to Rampage Uncaged and what's the haps?
1: Thank you, thank you. Yes, it's Chris Rams. A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry, everybody. If you ever forget how to spell my last name, I'll just remind you at the beginning of every show. Not a whole lot haps right now, man. I am just (laughs) sitting here with my diet Dr. Pepper and uh, getting ready to to record a wonderful conversation with you two guys, which will be my... um, Let's see. This week, uh, it'll be one of my three shows on HMG and next week I'll have four so <laughs> awesome. all I need is a couple more and I'm and I'm catching up to vet so oh
2: there you go man tell them I mean what's you're gonna be on another show Advertise it, bro you got to tell them where where you're gonna be
1: yes well I'm going to be on the impact Tack this week with Brandon uh, uh he sent me an invite today and asked me if I could do it on a Monday night which I told him I could so I was doing just that no vet just us two apparently vet can't make it but don't you worry everybody i have told brandon that he needs to be extra brilliant to make up for the <laughs> fact that vet is gone so no <laughs> i'm just kidding the pressure, yeah we're gonna
2: have good
1: well Absolutely. i have
3: bad news for you and that is that you might have to be doing an all-in prediction show and an all-in recap show as well
1: Oh well, there you go. Yeah, well, that's a, there's a bunch of stuff. So that'll be oh, well, that's four, five, six. So yeah, I mean, hey, one more, and I'll I'll catch up to Vet. That's good. So <laughs> if, if there's anybody who runs an, an HMG or Channel Attitude show who's listening right now, and you you need a co-host, or even don't but want to do me a favor so that I can brag and say that I've done something that Vet's done, go ahead and invite. Me.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, and as you just heard, it is the voice of evil. He is Dr. Jeff Litman. Welcome back to Rampage Uncaged. And what's the haps with you, man? Dude, I
3: thought we stopped covering Ring of Honor.
2: Uh, yeah. And it gets worse, actually, to, you know, when we cover something else tomorrow that's on tonight. I don't know if you boys have seen the card for Collision.
1: Oh, Looks I better mean... than it was for for Rampage. Yeah, I, I, well, don't, I don't think
3: anyone cares about the card for Collision. I, I, I think everyone wants to see what what's Mullet going to have to say and how's he going to look.
2: I mean, why are we getting Ring of Honor all over Collision? I mean, we've got Dalton Castle. Some old Joe's an exception, but still, he's Ring of Honor anyway.
3: Like, because they tape Ring of Honor before and after Collision, so now they've, they're they're consolidating their jobbers and they're paying less local enhancement talent, local talent, and flying in less people because they're already flying in. A whole other roster. So I mean it's it's cost consolidation probably nets more, but nets less than renting uh full sales studios for whatever, two or three days in a row, taping twelve hours a day.
0: Anyway, I don't
3: know. But that's why you're getting them is because Ring of Honor takes place both before and after your closure show if you were in the live audience.
2: Right, that's true. Well, whatever, it is what it is. Um, so I'm just praying that we get a decent show still, and it doesn't look like you see him, Punk, even going to be on. Does anyone know?
1: <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't advertised for it, but right. I mean, we'll we'll see. And listen, I, I I'm going to say this because I I do think that uh, you know we need to be fair about what we're covering, and I think that I can proudly say that like at least three of us have done a pretty good job of being fair about what we're covering. If it's good, we say it's good. If it's crap, we say it's crap. Um, but i want to go ahead and say that like even if it's the same talent that we've that we've recently seen as signed by ring of honor if they're being booked by the same people who are booking collision i have nothing but high hopes for them and i think there's a possibility that at least some of those talent could get over because i don't think that it's a talent problem i think it's a booking problem i think if you had a proper booker you could quite easily get gates of agony over those are big dudes they look like they'd kick your ass they both work well like they're not they're not clumsy or you know meat-headed they're both guys who can actually work i think that dalton castle's a person who if you gave him consistent booking you could get him over not as a world champion level but as a you know decent mid-card kind of comedy but you can take him sort of serious type of act I think there's lots of people who have the Ring of Honor label who, if they're booked well, could actually get over. So we'll see if, if it's a hybrid of Ring of Honor talent, but they're still getting somebody to book like they have been on collision. I actually think they might be able to do something good. Well, we know uh-huh. that you're
3: correct because some of the Ring of Honor talent that's gotten over would include Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, Kenny <laughs> Omega, Brody King i mean danhausen just just to name a few so yeah no ring of honor is actually has historically has an excellent training ground for talent claudio <laughs> Brian danielson or daniel C. Bryan, whichever. cm punk and by the C. way C. Tant- show. I, I absolutely think cm punk will make an appearance on tonight's show and i think it'll be in the context of whatever ricky starks is saying and i think ricky starks may announce that his manager's license that he that his first client is Samoa Joe and that that's how I'll tie that off and how he gets himself to England um uh,
2: god do we need a mouthpiece for freaking Samoa Joe it's not his Joe?
3: mouthpiece it's just a it's just a temporary gimmick to transition one feud into another one that's supposed to be the primetime feud on on collision which by the way Samoa
2: Joe is great but he's he's not 30. yeah well that's true that's very true. He's not wow. even forty. Mm. Right. Well, hang on. How old is he? I'm. I'm pretty sure he's. F- oh, no, he's older than forty. Right. I think he's, I think he's forty-three saying. or forty-four. Right. Right.
3: I think. Sure. I think he's. I think he's the same age as CM Punk. I think they're. I think him and with Brian Danielson, CM Punk, and Samoa Joe all are like the same exact age.
2: So that's forty-four. I think I they think might be forty-three
3: and forty-four, something like that.
2: Wow. Time flies, man. It's weird actually calling them sort of, you know, old vets now. I mean, shit, I feel weird turning 40, so...
1: <laughs> it's just because you're an old man. man, Jim.
2: I'm not. I, I'm in denial, Chris. <laughs> I'm in denial. Look, 40 is the, la- the new 30, by the way. And it's the last sort of decade where... <coughs> excuse me, shit. I, I started choking. I know, I'm sounding 40. Yeah! It's the last de- yeah. <laughs>
0: What is not even all guys! Ah, fuck it. <laughs> my I was gonna say.
2: <laughs>
0: Wheel me over <laughs> my oxygen tank! Oh,
2: uh, my that's COPD! So true. God damn it. You've got you got me, me there. Me, pack it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys are characters and you've got me right there beautifully. But, um, anyway. Now, can I just say, oh, look, let's get into this first match between Phoenix yeah. and Commander. Now you're a fan, Jeff of, of Jim Valley, right?
3: Less every day. No, no I, I like and respect Jim Valley. I, and listen, I can appreciate somebody who tries to take a positive spin on everything. I really can. I just can't take him seriously when he's positioning himself as a wrestling journalist, part of the wrestling media, and a wrestling critic if you if you love everything. If you if you are Amy nemity and you have a site called wrestling Joy. Yes, you should be positive about everything. If, you're, if your entire brand is to love everything about wrestling, if you're Denise Salcedo, and that's your brand,
2: oh, fine. Darn. But
3: if you're Jim Valley, and you're in your 40s, and you know about the wrestling business, and you know how shitty it is, and you know how stupid Tony Khan is, and you know how bad a businessman he is, and you know it, because you you every little, not just supposition, you've heard everything, and you're still pretending that everything is beautiful, unicorns and lollipops. It, it, you, you're just—you're just either being disingenuous or you're fooling yourself, and I—I I, I can't get behind that. But where were you going with me and one of my—you know—unrequited Twitter feuds?
2: <laughs> oh well, wow. I was actually discussing
3: because I have—I'm really trying to be a Sarah Iceguard is completely no selling me, as Chris
1: can bear witness to. That's true. Oh, yeah. well, it's—it's it's sad. I—I I keep, he keeps saying like, please talk to me more about the things that have evolved into crabs but she just refuses i don't know why either it's a it's a fascinating subject you know multiple multiple different creatures have basically turned into crabs which must mean that there's something very very you know natural and very powerful about the you know the form that is crabs since multiple different creatures have evolved into crabs yeah, and she mentions uh, it all uh. the
3: time on The Dispatch, which by the way, her boss didn't no-sell me, but he actually sold me, but he actually tried to delegate me to the rest of the world, but, but, and that's Jonah Goldberg on Balsar Galactica, but I thought I had a better chance with that. I mean, she's 37 weeks pregnant. She doesn't have that much better to do right now. <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> well, boys, well, where I was going with Jim Valley is, oh, yeah. first you, of all... Forgot
3: you, I forgot you were here.
2: I know, shit, so did I. But, um... (laughs) Anyway. um, He basically put over this Commander Ray Phoenix match like it was the best thing since sliced bread. I mean, he absolutely loved this fucking match. And, yeah, I'm laughing. Because, Jim, like you said, Jeff, you should know fucking better, man. You've been around the business for how long now? You're one of the names of the dirty sheets. More particular, or particularly, you know, Meltzer's dirty sheets. And Caller's, for that matter. And he says... I told you this match was going to be a banger and like it was going to be great." So I replied to him actually, he said this on Twitter. So I said, you can't be serious, Jim, right? And then he responds to me saying, what didn't you like about the match? And you know, blah, 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 and I'm like, he goes, did you even see it? I go, yeah, I did see it. And first of all, it was a lot of quail sitting, let's be honest, there was. I mean, spot fest after spot fit. I mean, it was spot after spot after spot. Not to mention how overbooked this match was. Just like most AEW matches are, and he never responded. No
3: selling, and and of all the, it, I mean, I know that every other AEW match has to have a dra- Japanese strong style trade blows in the middle of the ring, but the new thing is start on your knees and work your way up to your let you know to your feet to doing. But Commander's blows were among the worst I've seen from a male professional wrestler in the last. Uh. year.
2: <laughs> Chris. Man, and you know,
1: it bothers me. People keep going, oh, this is Lucha. This is just what Lucha Wrestling Uh... is. No, it's not. If you fucking did this in a CMLL in the temple, they'd fucking kick you out. They would seriously be like, just get the fuck out. No, honestly, man, like, watch some actual CMLL. The strikes look like they're fucking connecting, at least. You can hear the slaps in the arena. Like, and I know that's like people slapping their legs and stuff, but they fucking hit each other in CMLL. They, they don't do this. This is like uh, some kind of like uber-Americanized version of it. And, I mean, even <laughs> Phoenix, like where he came from, should be ashamed of the way he's working. Should absolutely I mean, be I'll ashamed backwards. of the way he's working.
2: Yeah. He's regressed, Chris.
3: Well, a couple things.
2: If Lucha oh, was so popular, yeah.
3: be, there would have been a successful Lucha show in, in north, American wrestling north of the Rio Grande River long before now um and if lucha was so successful it would both of the mexican promotions wouldn't be teetering on bankruptcy at 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 all times during my adult life um (laughs) so so the other thing is this was more like the mighty morphin power rangerization (laughs) of of lucha (laughs) i mean there's a difference when you see blood sport and you see power rangers they're both martial arts based simulated violence but one looks like it's happening, the other doesn't. And and Commander mm-hmm. versus Phoenix, especially Commander, because I've seen Phoenix have real matches, but he's he's definitely he's definitely a full-time resident of No Cell City. And <laughs> you know, and and that's what this was. This was No Cell City, No Psychology. You know, if you want a spot fest, if I went to an indie show and saw this, I'd feel like I got my $15 worth. But this was this served no forwarding of any wrestling story that I'm aware of on AEW. It did nothing to forward a story on All In or All Out. Uh, as far as I know, Alex- Alexandra Apprehendes represents them both. So I think he was, he was hypes he's both of their hype men, which was very confusing, because apparently he's with almost all of the mass luchadors. And it just wasn't a good... I mean, there were a couple of good moves that should have ended the match, and they didn't, which makes it a bad match.
2: Hmm. You're right. But Jim Valley thinks otherwise. <laughs> and whatever. I mean, each to their own. I mean, over, might for, judge. for
3: every Jim Valley that the people have heard of, there's sixty four thousand regular people who liked it too. But then there's six hundred and forty thousand people who well actually there weren't six hundred and forty <laughs> <laughs> thousand. the projections looks like it's not gonna break four hundred thousand again, two weeks in a row. Um two so, percent down
2: apparently from last week. And last week did not was under four hundred thousand ah it's a rampage indeed at a show
1: deserves it though i mean this show absolutely deserves it my name for the week pretty much spells out exactly what i feel about it this show gets worse every week and it actually does like it actually gets less important every single week every single week less and less of what happens on this show even carries over on into the rest of it it's just i mean it's just and yeah
2: that's what it is chris that's exactly what it is. It's a show that has a lot of the main names on there, but it just, it goes nowhere. <laughs> like it's, there's it's nothing to it. It has
3: no function. I mean, listen, right. I did not like the parking lot b- fight. Some people did, some people did. We're three of the people who didn't, but a lot of people did. But was it part of an AEW storyline? Yes. Is it yeah. still? Yes. The the Rampage Royal, or Royal Rampage, uh, was that is that part of an AEW storyline? Yes, it is. And you know what? People tuned in for that. But when you just have a randomized show where all the matches are random, you don't know what they're about, and none of them have any importance. The only match that you could argue had anything to do with a, a semi-important AEW storyline was the women's match, at, at, which was the main event. Of course, 1045 to 11 is, is hardly main event territory, but okay. Um, the, the rest of the matches, I mean, I, we got vignettes from people that – and 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 these are, I know one of them a little bit personally. I like them. I, I I want them to do better. I just don't understand why are we getting new, and more people on AEW. It's like it's already overcluttered
2: as it is. It makes no sense. It doesn't. And uh, Labrat says in the chat, this was a Cirque de Soleil performance. Then he then he Mason Ryan.
3: <laughs> you know what happened to the Cirque Bankruptcy. That's where scripts came from Cirque du
2: Soleil Cirque du Soleil filed bankruptcy. True That's actually true I know it's true Well well, It's funny because Stop um, me when I'm telling lies lies. (laughs) Stop me when I'm (laughs) telling lies Sorry folks man Jesus Christ Only because I just I heard that again in my head Stop me when I'm telling lies (laughs) That's a good one Jeff I'll give you that That's actually quite good um, anyway, uh, Phoenix does get the win. I'm not even going to bother going through this match. It was a whole bunch of
1: spots, Running the ropes.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me, about tell me about it. But the point is, it hey, was a pop fest.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jake the Snake Robert's sound healthier than you. <laughs> that, he sounds like this, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me today. Yeah, I'm kind of coughing up a fur ball. But anyway. Commander loses. <laughs> Commander- <laughs> Come on, Jeff, don't throw me off. You Commander just loses threw to Phoenix. God damn it. Where was I? Phoenix wins. All right, we and have to put in a new rule. That.
1: No more smoking weed while you're recording, Jimmy.
3: <laughs> and stop <laughs> with the extreme fun? D because it apparently causes you to cough off furballs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where is extreme D? I mean, you tell has gone MIA, yeah. Apparently I mean, you've
3: shit. eaten them, or- yeah.
2: It's them. It's them, oh, it could be them. Well, Sir. anyway, yeah. we don't want to go to extreme D, do we? I mean, let's be it's honest, like but uh, <laughs> extreme chicken. <laughs> but Phoenix defeats Commander Salamander, whatever you want to call him, a commander of anything. I like Commander and, Salamander. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the commander of Salamander, that's what mm-hmm. Commander is. And you asked about Commander wrong, including the double M and K, but it's, it's like that for a reason, but anyway. It is what it is. Um, so next we get Baker Baker's interviewed backstage by Renee Piquet as she plans to win the AEW Women's World Championship at All In. Do you guys uh, even give a shit?
3: I do give a shit, but this is the exact same <laughs> promo word for word that she gave last time. The same thing that I'm going to go in and win and uh, and rejo- bask in my go something when 80,000 fans <laughs> scream chat along with me dr brit baker d m d it's so uninspired you already i mean listen she's not winning the title here everyone knows soraya is going to win it um or strongly suspects but obviously someone who can't come up with a second promo isn't going to win it but more importantly don't give someone tv who hasn't come up with a second promo i mean at least say what she's talking about how how she respects us she she could have come up with something very easy i fought against sheeta and i fought with sheeta i respect soraya but i don't like soraya i fought with tony storm and i fought against tony storm and i can beat them all and i have beat them all come next week in front of the biggest crowd in professional wrestling history everyone's going to see me raise my hand with that title and they're going to chant once again the your aw women's champion dr Britt baker dmd that's it it's not hard i'm not a wrestler i'm not a female wrestler i don't need to cut promos but (laughs) like i know better than to say the same promo two weeks in a row
2: chris do you agree
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty simple, like what this company honestly needs more than maybe anything else is just a little bit like a little bit of editing, just somebody backstage to say, "Okay, so you're going to cut your promo. What are you planning on saying, Britt? Britt tells me I go, okay. how is that different from what you said last week? Uh, Change it just a little bit, Britt. Get back to me. All right. Who's next? What are we doing? Right. Like it doesn't take a lot to do that but you do have to have just a little bit of attention to detail and just a little bit of attention to editing, right? What's your finish for the match? You're doing a double – You're do, so you're doing the double submission spot. Okay, what's your, what's your finish for the match? Well, no, you can't do the double submission spot. They're doing the double submission spot. Do something else. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. It does not take – it does not take a million years. It does not take – you know 18 people with a you know with a full schedule to do it it just takes a couple of people having some having some attention to detail and just make sure the show is crisp that's all i need from a wrestling show just make it make sense make sure everything is crisp and everything is edited just a tiny little bit that's it
2: spot on guys both of you that was great stuff and i i couldn't have put it better myself i agree Cole these so Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Again, I just don't understand where this show really sits amongst the, you know, the world of AEW. Because, okay, the main event had something to do with storyline leading into All In, right? But generally speaking, it leads to nowhere, usually week in, week out, except for some of the things that you pointed out, Jeff.
3: Yeah, I mean... The main event was related to storyline, but it didn't do anything to further it. It wasn't anything new. Right. I mean, at least if you're going to put things that haven't been on Dynamite or in Collision on it, like start a story that we know that we're supposed to be following going forward. I mean, if it's just random, randomized matches—I don't know if that's the word I want to use. I mean, random, but you know, random matches that you know are random and aren't going to lead to anything. What's what? I mean, what like? Ha, has there been some interplay between Phoenix and commander in the past six months where they've been trying to go, I, anything you can do, I can do better student versus teacher. Like Bill, if you want to have this as your exhibition Lucha spot fest match of the year, at least set it up for some time and tell us why. So that when it comes on TV, you know, you have nothing to do. Okay. Put commander and Phoenix on. We can finish the story. We can put it on TV because it's not a pay-per-view match or we don't want to put it on zero. Mm. It's, they have all the time in the world to, to do this they have the kindest fan base in the world to the product so I, I i i don't understand it other than they don't know better and nobody's telling them that they need to know better that they
2: listen to chris any final thoughts about this
1: no i mean it's the same thing we've been saying about aew as you know as a company since basically day one they need somebody backstage but like They probably need a couple people backstage who have been given the authority, who Tony Khan has stood up in front of the locker room and said, this guy, this guy, and this guy, you all need to listen to them. They're my generals. They're helping me make sure of what's happening in the show next week, that we're all together and that we're all moving forward together as a company and that everybody's going to be able to get over, you know, maybe not all at once, but everybody's going to be able to get over eventually because these three guys are going to implement the vision and we're going to move forward as a company. Instead, it feels very much like every week, you know, before the show, it's hey guys, hi, hi, hi guys, hi guys, hi. Hi. Hi guys. Hi. Okay, everybody have fun. Bye guys. Bye.
2: It's so stupid, right? I mean, anyway, yeah, no, you're spot on, Chris. But uh, what can you say? This company is something else. And what's even worse is your Dave Meltzer. Did did anyone catch what he said on Twitter today? Tell us. Well, I will. Get this, right? Someone asked him on Twitter, why doesn't WWE run more shows at Wembley if it's that easy? Right? Wait, wait, wait. This is what, what someone asked him. And guess what his response was? And I quote, and I quote, because they don't believe they can. Nobody turns away a guaranteed 50,000 ticket show, let alone 80,000.
3: Really? Okay. I mean, that, that, that's a silly answer because they know that because they, they don't really? think they can. I mean, they know they can, and they certainly oh, know yes, they, they can. Can't. I mean, they're all but set for WrestleMania there and within two or three years. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had John Cena talking in, in front of the entire world. So
2: I, I told I, you I think they'll smoke, but yeah, they're teasing definitely. Yeah, it might have been lobbying, it might have been lobbying, but I don't
3: that, that that's a bold lobby. I guess the, the downfall is no big deal because no one will remember it, but um, except for us. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh. It's, it's silly. I mean, sh- sure they can. I mean, but the last time they went to Wembley and they did fill it up and they barely broke even. Like, but, you know, AW is not run as a business, so it doesn't matter. And until I see 83,000 people in that stand and 83,000 people where more than half of them look like they're at all interested in the card as opposed to they were paid to be there or that, that they, there. they were or that they released like all the children's hospitals in the world and <laughs> set them in there or something that, that you know people that, you know, I, I just don't believe, I believe that the first 45,000 tickets were bought by different versions of Tony Khan like speed dial versions
1: of, of
2: internet <laughs> bots <Yeah. laughs>
1: they were oh, bought by, they were bought by by Ton
2: <laughs> and Curtie Man <laughs> <I mean, laughs> uh,
3: you, 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 you both sound like when I we used to watch Bernie Mac when I was married and my child was like <laughs> one and a half years old and so we're watching Bernie Mac and and he'd point at the TV go Bernie Mac Bernie yeah, Man like that's right, it's Bernie Mac. You guys sound like that. Uh, Jeff,
1: I'm gonna just, continue. Jeff just sunned us on on on, on our show.
0: <laughs> hey oh when God. I walked to school up our mountain <laughs>
1: Don't somehow the old joking? man has better has better lugs than Jimmy. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but
2: well, yeah, I don't know what's going on and either. Then, but...
1: I- <laughs>
2: <daily>. <laughs> anyway, um, did I mention Johnny TV congratulates QT Martial on winning championships in Mexico?
3: You didn't. I'm glad oh, you mentioned it. Who cares? <laughs> exactly right. So Q so QT Marshall gets TV time without even actually being on TV about a title no one ever heard of until recently, about a promotion that's not AEW. So we know that he's gonna defend this title on AEW. So we're getting so we're threatened with more QT Marshall TV time. But it's not even the stuff that he's been doing that's at least sometimes entertaining, sometimes worth watching, which is QTV and Johnny TV, who's been doing these video segments, which he keep getting shorter and clip and and faster but have somehow been entertaining but weird this one was just weird and not entertaining so i mean have they already forgotten how to make qtv even a little bit funny uh so this this was weird and and, i mean it, it Felt like I mean at least the triple A title is related to Commander and Phoenix. Beyond that, I have no idea what the fuck it had to do with any. I mean, are they still trying to tell us that QT Marshall is a wrestler and that we should take him seriously? Like four years into this experiment, are we supposed to believe that?
2: I have no idea. And what belt did he win in triple or triple? A? Uh Chris, do you know? Uh uh, uh, uh. I know
3: it's the Latin American Championship. The what? <laughs> The Latin American champion. A guy named QT Marshall has won the Latin American championship. Oh, girl. Is, that,
2: is that the G? The, yeah, that's the,
3: the the
2: wow. yeah,
3: that's the name of the title.
2: What's the name of the title? Chris, <clears throat> what the hell, bro? I,
1: bro, I don't know. Hashtag no more belts. And, like, if you're already, like, you're AEW. Okay, you already have like a working relationship with Ring of Honor because they're owned by the same guy who's owned, who, who owns you, but they can't get TV time, so sometimes they're on your TV so that they can get a little bit of exposure to try to recuperate some of the apparent $20 million that the guy paid for the company. Um, you've got belts all over the goddamn television show. Then, you have a working relationship with New Japan that actually might get you I don't know, like 100,000 more viewers than you, than it would normally. Cool. Um, might get you 100,000 more viewers than it normally would because, you know, people want to see what's going on with New Japan and they want to see the New Japan talent. So, okay, every once in a while you've got one of those guys on there with their belts. So you've got belts from three different companies constantly on your television, constantly coming through, constantly being mentioned, constantly being talked about. Now we're meant to also, you know, look at... The triple uh uh, (laughs) belts as if they're an actual thing. Like, no. No. The reason why championships mean something is because they're rare. Okay. The reason why we care that Michael Jordan won six championships is because Reggie Miller never won a single one. Okay? That's what makes championships special. Their rarity.
3: Thanks. And it gets well worse. Yes, in, embedded in New Japan Pro Wrestling is also the New J- Japan Strong titles and the Stardom titles. And embedded in AEW, you also have the fake and phony FTW title, uh, and you, which has storylines around it. We and might the real have H- world and-
1: championship
3: and the that,
2: Leatherface championship. Uh, I
3: was just gonna say we might have that one,
1: <laughs> and we there
3: are there seems to be anywhere from two to four Owen Hart. ...Memorial Foundation title
2: somewhere. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, well, well, like Labrat said... ...plus you you got a belt made for a movie video game belt. Well, that's it. I just said that, Labbrat, but thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, Anyway, whatever. It is what it is. Let's just move on because we can just that's... continue to scratch our heads. But before we move on, I don't know if you guys have heard some news... ...that broke a bit earlier, but apparently... ...there's a potential return to pay-per-view... For WWE, apparently. That's what the dirty sheets are saying.
3: Well, do tell, because I was actually outside this afternoon. Believe me, I'm more surprised than you are.
1: Chris,
2: Chris, have you heard anything about it?
1: I haven't heard anything about it. Are they are they going back to the pay-per-view model? And no, well, this is the
2: rumor. Of- this is only speculation, so I'm just saying. But apparently, Cage Side Seats broke earlier. Well, not broke, but wrote where there's smoke. There's fire and right now there are some smoke signals out of stanford connecticut that suggest WWE will eventually return its premium live events to pay-per-view the first one came from ceo nick Khan this past spring and now we're hearing it again as espn says it's open to a deal with wwe especially for pay-per-view uh, that's quite interesting, actually, Jeff. If
3: they're not on Peacock, I I fully expect that to be a, a possibility. But this sounds to me like a negotiating tactic.
2: Well, ESPN did come out and say they would love to have be on board, and sure and I would. assume it'll be on ESPN Plus, obviously, because I, that's the pay per view network I, I, of ESPN.
3: Whatever it is, I think it's good to have any company that's owned by the mouse that that's interested in you. But I, uh, but I think it's much more likely that SmackDown gets moved. I, I think the relationship with Comcast Universal and WWE is too long, too solid, and too important for both brands to do it. And if and if Comcast Universal wants to sweeten it up, they can give WWE some time to simulcast on both Peacock and regular NBC, like WrestleMania, things like that, and everybody wins. Um, but could it be? I mean, sh- sure it could be. I just don't see why you take the model where you've made the most money in your history and there's more pay-per-views now that are competing against you, that why you would go backwards and risk and put more pressure on yourself cuz now you have to kill it on the shows and not everyone reacts well to pressure. I don't know. I I'm going to I'm just going to file it under. Eh, that's interesting, but the, I don't really see any need to talk about it further. Yeah.
2: Chris, wait anything and see. to say?
1: No, wait, wait and see. see. I, I, right now, like, the thing is, is when you say, oh, cage side seats is – I don't give a shit. As soon as you say – as soon as you mention some fucking Mark website is, is reporting something, I just go, okay, I'll, I'll wait until I hear it from someone reputable. And in the world of professional wrestling, there are about three of them. So, you know, other than well.
2: that – well, ESPN did actually come out and say that they would love to have. That WWE they would love to have
1: to- WWE on. Sure, yeah. So would I. So would the PWC, by the way. Can right. we can we release a statement sure. that says that the PWC would love to have the WWE stream all of its all of its. Uh, You know, podcasts from our from our uh, our, like, come on, like we know ESPN wants to have them on if it means that ESPN can make a bunch of money off of them. So does every other network if they believe they can get a good enough deal that they can make money off of them.
3: Right. Warner Brothers Discovery said they would they would love to have WWE programming on it. That by the way, that's not news either. It's exactly as, as Chris said. Listen, when somebody on Sports Center reports it that our parent company is in talks with WWE about airing WWE content, then let's pay some more. Then there's smoke. Then there's smoke,
1: yeah. We like until speak. then,
3: no disrespect to cage side seats, but I, I don't, I, 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 mean, in the world of wrestling journalists, they're all pretty bad, but they're, they're not in the, the, they I mean, Fightful is the best of the worst, and you know, I'm not yeah. giving any attention unless it's from Fightful or Forbes.
2: <laughs>
1: you know it who I've never, you know here. who I've never seen uh, report something that wasn't correct was William Alcia. That that is that True. is the most like legitimate person that I know in wrestling journalism. And he would laugh if you called him a wrestling journalist, because literally all he does is he waits for somebody else to guarantee that the news he's about to put out is true. And then he puts out the news. Okay. That's how will does it. That's how you're supposed to do it. Unless you actually have a source that tells you something and you can confirm it with another source and then probably a third source that's real journalism.
2: And shout outs to William Alessia, man. Has he been breaking much news actually on the new HMG group? I haven't seen much from him. Constantly. I haven't.
3: Always. He yeah. has? Dude, you talking about somebody, What am I supposed to say? No, he hasn't broken anything. Don't subscribe to HMG. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. no. He's, he, he's on HMG, obviously, but he doesn't I know do that. So why are you asking these terrible questions?
1: Will's the man, and uh, anything oh, that Will's needs to be man. broken That's is broken boy. by Will. Let's, let's put it right. that way.
2: That's it. No, I just haven't really noticed him lately. That's all. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. Why are you
1: burying the guy? Why do you hate Will? I'll I'm not.
2: Him. I know, he's right? He's one of my boys, man. Get, hey, get Will, here, hey, Will. Hey,
1: Will. Listen, from from the rest of us here, we're sorry for Jimmy. Okay? No. Sorry about his nonsense. If,
3: if he's one of your boys, you need a different crew. At least you know who the oh, weak link wow. is in your in your crew. You know who the snitches. You know who's in the book? You know who's talking to the book of Hobbs?
2: <laughs> I don't know how that's snitching, but whatever. I mean, you can both you, eat you a just dick. Said he's Straight up for me. Lazy. I never said that. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. That's what you're saying.
1: <laughs> all right, anyway, we'll all see you. He's great. Moving on.
2: Yeah, let's move on. Uh, next, though, we see. Speaking of moving on, we got Ozzy Open defeating Ethan Page and brothers Zay. Oh, uh, brother Z or Zay, whatever you want to call him. Uh, what, this was uh, what was it for again? The Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. Oh
3: uh, right. When was Ethan Page and Brother Z a tag team before?
2: were. Well, huh? no, they were never
3: Jeff. Never. Uh huh. And so the answer to how many matches, tag team matches, they've won together in any organization, let alone Ring of Honor, is also the same. It would be none. None, yeah. yeah so exactly. what have they done to deserve Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship title contention matches on national TV?
1: I have an answer directly from Bo- from Brother Zay, okay? An answer directly from him. Ah!
3: <sighs> That's what I thought, too. What the hell happened to Commander Salamander? Yeah, the, the, so this this match had no reason, made no sense, and the, the funny, the only th- thing that was funny is that Brothers A came out in a cowboy hat, looking even gayer than Hangman Page does, and came out and tried to like pump up the crowd. I thought you all were Nashville, and everyone's like, "Shut up, get out of here!"
1: <laughs> uh yes, Nashville I mean, like- is not what people think it is. It is, it is an actual city like if you go to Nashville it's it's a real city it's in the south there are still some country music fans but like they're not that they're not like that the,
3: the cowboy from the village people dress more like a real cowboy than Brother Zay did I mean <laughs> the, 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 the people from Nashville let, let them know exactly what they thought about this team which was nothing and that's all that that's all I'm gonna say about that for now this was this this was terrible what a what a terrible terrible match this was. Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> anyway, I'm, just glad, I'm just glad we're uh, we're reviewing. Mm. Uh, I'm just glad we're, we're we're able to review Ring of Honor Uncaged or Ring of hmm. Honor Rampage. Uh, hey, Uncaged. you know what? Rampage of Honor. That's that's what the hey. that's what the show's called. And uh, and here here at HMG we do Uncaged to review Rampage of Honor.
2: <laughs> Maybe we should change the show name to Rampage of Honor if if we get consistent Ring of Honor. I mean, come on.
1: They keep doing it.
2: Well, anyway, after the match, though, boys, we do get a promo from Davis and Fletcher. As a matter of fact, they cut a pretty much a heel promo on MJF and Adam Cole after the match is over. Fletcher says MJF and Cole will never hit a kangaroo kick in their lives, and they probably won't.
3: Davis's hips are painful. Watching him walk is like watching my... Seventy-nine year old uncle try to make it across the room.
2: Chris.
1: You you almost want to put him down like an old dog that just can't move anymore. And you're like, man, I don't I don't know. He's starting to get hurt. He's starting to hurt himself walking up and down the stairs. You know, like, is it really worth it anymore for him? So Yeah.
3: It's it's like I imagine that's what Neanderthals look like when they're when their hips went bad, they and they sounded like that and they looked like Ugh,
0: uh. Oi.
3: That was his promo. Literally he yelled oi a bunch of times.
1: Well I can, my yeah. uncle can do that too. Oi. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Your oi is different than their oi. You know, it's, right? yeah. it's just evolution. <laughs>
2: you know what? His oi actually is pretty good. Thank you. I'm actually being serious. I know. No, but, actually, but what I'm saying is saying like is say.
1: Jeff's oi is like a Jewish oi, right? Like oi vei, <laughs> right? Like, you know what you mean? like I I, I oy. can do any yeah. oi.
3: Oi
2: is my ballywick. Oh, boy. Oh, boy for the oi. Yeah. Anyway, fuck. Hebrew, he Hebrew,
1: Hebrew. Oi, 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 oi. Yeah. Even the, even the tall
3: one sounds yes. like a girl.
2: <laughs> he's got a high pitch voice, that's true. Right. He does. He's like, yeah, and I
0: just want to. Oh, and NGF, you're never going to be lost. <laughs> and you'll never tie us to railroad tracks either. Ha 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 ha, ha. <laughs>
1: Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi.
2: <laughs> oh, God. That is pretty funny. I'll give you that. Yeah. From going, Oi, 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 to oi, oi, oi. It's actually quite funny. Anyway, uh, man, what can I say after that? You guys just destroyed these two. I mean, they
1: deserve <laughs> whatever. it. Whatever.
2: Well, next we see the righteous and Stu Grayson say some omnid- omn, omniness, Things making general threats about the damage that will cause in AEW. Uh, Does anyone even care, Chris? I mean, do you care? I mean... It's Ring of Honor again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the three guys in this group, um, what have they done so far that would make me believe that they are capable of doing some damage in AEW?
2: Absolutely nothing.
1: All right, then.
3: <laughs> there's Jeff. there's one thing that the righteous did which is really really wonderful for AEW and they took Stu Grayson away from AEW. And now he's coming right back. Listen, I like I like Vincent. I like Dutch. I like the righteous. I think they're an You're interesting
2: You're being biased though, that's why.
3: I'm a bit biased. Vincent was my guest <laughs> on Garden of Doom, the episode is called The Horror <laughs> King, so check it out. Cheap plug there. Um I like them in Ring of Honor. They had someone other than Stu Grayson with them and 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 Vita Von Star as well, and it was more interesting. This is not. Um, but even if I thought it was, what hope do I have for them to jump over the thousand other tag teams which are more established, including the kingdom that they're going to put with, you know, Adam Cole, MJF, Roddy Strong, and that whole group, which is adjacent to the Young Bucks and that whole group. So, what, what hope do they have to be anything other than other gates of agony? I mean, they, they have none. They're going to be below Swerve and AR Fox. And there's already House of Black. The acts are basically the same, except one talks more and is in all white, while the other one talks less and dresses in all black with face paint. Aside from that, it's basically the same thing.
2: Yeah, it is. But... With Stu Grace? W- Yeah. AEW, Ring of Honor. I mean, can we just either have these companies be one and get rid of Ring of Honor at this point? I mean, fuck. No one cares about Ring of Honor anymore. It just doesn't feel like Ring of Honor. It, I don't know, man.
1: I think it you mean Rampage is. of Honor.
2: Yeah, but I'm talking about Ring of Honor also. But yeah, Rampage of Honor. It's starting to feel like Ring of Honor, and that's a bad thing. Well, after that, though, we see another pre-tape promo, this time with the, with the Hardy Boys. For a match against Aussie Open. For the Ring of For the Ring of Honor. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell, man. Exactly. For For the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Oh, God i
3: I get that the ring of honor tag team champions are a big part of the plot story of your zero hour for all in that doesn't mean anybody is really invested in four or five other teams interested in the ring of honor tag team championships they just want to see what happens between mjf and adam cole and how and if they actually blow up or get close to blowing up and who is the accelerant or the decelerant in said possible blowing of upness. They don't care about Aussie Open. They don't care about those titles. And they and the Hardy Boys in 2023 being interested in this doesn't make them more interesting. But if it's going to put the Hardy Boys off of my AW television and onto Ring of Honor, you know, basically paper watch, that, I'm, I'm okay with that.
2: <sighs>
3: just take Stu Grayson with them. H-Y-I yourself.
2: What's up, <laughs> up Medium5? Um, Lebrett also says, just waiting two weeks, I'll get a title shot. Who?
1: The <laughs> scary dude that you were talking about. Oh, is I- I'm pretty sure the Hardy Boys friend. are going to have a
3: title shot on Dynamite this week for the Ring of Honor Championships because they're trying to make us think these championships are important in the two and a half weeks leading up to All-In.
1: We're not fooled by this.
2: Chris, are you fooled?
1: No, <laughs> not at all. And in fact, I mean, I watched this this promo and I was just like, okay, first of all, they said, they started by saying, oh, just want to congratulate Brother Ye and, and Ethan for doing a good job. They lost. <laughs> what do you mean congratulate? Fuck. Yeah. Um... Yeah. And then yeah, just Jeff Hardy being like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take those belts and then and then we'll be on the zero hour show against <laughs> against the champ and, and Adam Cole. And I was like, this is the dumbest like I've seen some dumb shit from the Hardy brothers. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've seen from them in at least a week and a half. I mean <laughs> you know pretty fucking uh, stupid though. Like Jesus
3: yeah, you, know, you saw dumber stuff from them four days ago.
1: I did. That's true. Yeah, I'm but it's, its like it's like
3: their evil plot is to win the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions to get on zero hour. Hmm.
2: <laughs> I mean, Tony Khan has got a whole so-called network in Honor Club, right? If he wants extra shows for Ring of show Honor, show us then...
1: the numbers, or you're lying,
2: right? <laughs> I mean, he could put as many other shows as he wants on that thing, right? I mean, think about it. You can have Ring of Honor Monday, Ring of Honor Tuesday, Ring of Honor Wednesday, Thursday, every day. And you can do that, but instead he decides to pollute it.
1: Okay, but if he does that, I insist that you and Jeff cover it for HMG. I'm <laughs> oh, <just> hell no.
2: <laughs> Actually, we're supposed to cover the Ring of Honor show for HMG. and yeah. I know. And,
1: and you then guys, we're like, no. Nah. You guys, you guys, who both, like... Really like talking and really like to be on the shows and everything. Guys who really like to podcast, who really <laughs> honestly love to do this shit. You guys went. This is too fucking boring. I can't watch this.
2: It was brutal, man. <laughs> like the really watching wasn't was. even fun. It really it's was bad. It just, it just, we just couldn't do it, man. And we also to I, to it. it was
3: just. I, I think I also quit MLW, just just so everyone knows. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I just Why don't think you, I can you do, do it didn't. anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to hear y'all talk more AW. Oh, but wait. Talk, there's more useless stuff. Talk, talk, talk ice cream. cream. Salt. <laughs> ice
1: cream. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, favorite would be well, maple. Like, like maple walnut. Like, you maple know, it's probably good. my favorite. It's good That's ice cream. <laughs> I love walnut. caramel, man. See, yeah, last pistachio, night pistachio,
2: pistachio gelato,
3: pistachio ice is good. Yeah, is nice. Yeah, so I went to Cold Stone and they have something called the B- banana uh, caramel crunch, and it's delicious, delicious. But what I do is I have them add peanut butter to it and then put whipped cream on it, and sometimes white chocolate chips also. And sometimes I also put walnuts and the almonds. It's so good. Oh my god, I got the largest size. Oh, mm. oh that was good. And then last week, I, I had the strawberry ice cream. and had the bananas in it, and fudge, and whipped cream, and walnuts, and pecans.
2: Uh, uh, all right, Jeff.
1: What? what What? did all right, Mike right. do that he thinks he's, he, we're mad I at him no I it's have no service. idea. It's phone service. I don't know. Let's uh,
2: see. A veg, but I had to say what I had to say, and I've been saying it for a year. I have no idea what you're talking about, dude.
1: No, nope. nobody <laughs> thought you were mad at us, Mike.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you, if you want to repeat yourself, now I'm worried. Or you don't, are you yeah.
1: Why are you
3: mad at us?
2: Yeah. Well, hey, why aren't? Speaking of mad, though, I don't know why this match even happened next. But it's Sammy Guevara defeating Jean Cruz from Puerto Rico in an absolute squash match. I mean, how old was this guy? Forty-five, Chris.
1: I don't know. This, this was just indicative of how completely useless this fucking show is from an AEW perspective. I don't want to review Ring of Honor. I just don't. I don't give a shit about Ring of Honor. I don't, I don't want to be on the show. When you guys asked me about Ring of Honor, my response was, there's no fucking way I'm watching that show. Like, from the jump my fucking reaction was, there's no fucking way I'm watching that show with you guys. Like, I love you guys. I love HMG. I want to help out with things. I am not watching Ring of Honor. That is not fucking happening. Okay? Could have Uh,
2: been four shows, but we're like, nah.
1: And yet, here I am reviewing Rampage of Honor. And the only uh... AEW anything that was on here, the only AEW talent who was on here that was even worth talking about was basically the women tonight and Sammy Guevara. And what was Sammy doing? He was having a squash match against some guy from Puerto Rico. Right. Cool. And you
3: asked how old he was? Nobody knows because he doesn't
2: have a picture ID.
3: <laughs> they literally scraped some guy off the streets. Yeah.
2: And he was in the second no last match no. of the evening.
3: And and Sammy Guevara got barely any reaction and the only reason I know he's supposed to be a face now is because he went to the crowd and helped a kid, you know, let his, his sign on poster board be shown that said, I'm 12 today. Aside from that, that I would have no idea whether he's a face or heel.
2: <laughs> John Cruz, ladies and gentlemen. Let that sink in. Oh, yeah. Like, it said, like it said
3: that on his non-ID. It, it's, uh, he probably said, oh, you're taking me on a cruise of that. John Cruz, <laughs> in the ring.
1: There you go.
2: Off you go. Uh... <laughs> God damn it, man. I mean, he looked like an old midget. Just Off saying. you
1: go. You know how to fall on your back, right? C uh, C. Si, si, yo you <laughs> <say, laughs> si. yo, yo, yo entiendo. Yo entiendo. True story. That guy was oh, Peter yeah.
3: Dinklage's stunt double in Game of Thrones, and he hasn't had
2: work since. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's His nose John looked Cruise. pretty good
1: for, for being Dinklage's uh, stunt double. Same.
2: Uh, he's just a little guy with the name John Cruz anyway we move on next guys because we go from Cruz to Rose as Nola Rose reminds everyone how dangerous she is in a pre-tape no, no. Anyone
3: she said She's the most dominant oh, former champion. Hey, sorry. She, as You're far right. as I can tell, she's lost almost every single match she's had, except for the one um, the one with squash match she would have immediately after they dust her off and have her have a title match for no apparent reason on another major show. So she's probably won. She's probably gone like three and 36 on shows that I've seen recently. I'm sure her Marina Shafir won a lot of tag team matches on YouTube shows that nobody watched. But she's I'm terrible. Sure she did and what and what what good can come out of trying to repush her forget about what anyone thinks about him her this that the other thing she's not a good wrestler she's never gotten nope. over as a face or a heel nope. they already did. so so why revisit this same mistake again they've signed a million people try to push some of the other women see if something works i mean i don't even care if someone i like like pull
1: abaddon or something out of that try kiera hogan i
3: don't care see how it works
1: <laughs> and and listen like what jimmy said about this promo well i mean that's not what she said in her promo that she's the most dangerous in the AEW women's division but she actually literally is the most dangerous member of the AEW women's division because she injures people because she's fucking terrible at professional wrestling.
2: And and, and, and what else? Why? There's another reason why. Just
1: because she's terrible, that's enough. That's enough. I don't (laughs) care. (laughs) I don't care what Nyla Rose wants to consider himself, herself, their self. (laughs) It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me at all. I do not care. I will refer to... To her, Let's as just her, look. if that's what she you wants, just say it I will once. refer to get out of your
3: system. Just say, just say it. We know you want to say it. Just do it. Just do it and be done.
2: It's him. Okay. okay. There
1: you All go. right. Well, she no, has a penis flap, which is strange, but um, but anyway, Nyla Rose is a terrible performer Gummy, because
0: yeah.
1: every single Gummy, time yeah. she yeah. spends any time in Gummy, the ring, yeah. she injures yeah. the people she's in there with or he injures, or they injure, or I don't really give a fuck what injures. Whatever it is, Nyla Rose is not a good professional wrestler because they are constantly injuring the people that they are in the ring with.
2: Dummy. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh But nevertheless, we will see him, I mean, her again shortly. Uh, like you but, guys also said, why? I mean, we don't in know. years,
3: they have not given up on this person. I mean, you have Taya Valkyrie, which you've pretty much given up on. You have Mercedes Martinez, I guess. I mean, you, there's there's a million Thunder Rosa. There's a there's a whole bunch of female wrestlers that we've seen and forgotten about that are somewhere on this roster that they've given up on, and and yet they never give up for a long time on Nyla Rose. I don't understand it. Jeff, you can
2: read this one.
3: Jeff, what's said when she was on Indies Wrestling for my friends promotion, which is where. She was singed from. She was a much better performer.
0: Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna need
3: a translation, people.
1: Sign. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Still. Dummy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Jeff, what's sad?
3: What's sad? Uh, is
1: when she was on Indies wrestling for my friend's promotion, which is where she was signed from. She was a much better performer. Wait,
3: but it's where she was signed from? Question mark.
1: Yeah. I. I I'm. I'm helping. You asked Are for we a translation. Sure? Okay. you asked for a translation jeff
0: okay. Dummy, yeah. yeah. did.
3: so that i it, it that was a that's an explanation point or a period that's where she was signed from it's not yes. where she was signed from no
0: yes. Dummy, yeah. she was yeah. a much better pro-
3: so she's gotten worse oh that's what i say do you, jeff do you know what it said when she was on the indies with my friends promotion where she was she was better than than she is now you know, you know what? Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know the difference. I really don't. But but there have been plenty of women who have gotten better and then regressed over the course of their AWR. Ty Con- Ty Mello is one of them. Uh, uh, Britt Baker is one of them. There there's been a bun- The Bunny Anna Jay got better, then got worse again. So I, I fully accept that. The, the, uh, that Nyla Rose may have been better and got worse and you know what when you're getting paid a lot of money to work very little you don't have a lot of incentive to, to work hard it's only about your pride and when someone's telling you you're great then you're already prideful why, why would you think anything different if everyone's telling you you're, you're doing a great job and everything is unicorns and rainbows so yeah okay I, I understand I'm, so, I'm sorry it, it, uh, I, I truly did not understand what you were trying to say but I think I got it right I understand your part <laughs>
0: Got me. Yeah, you guys dude. are
2: characters. Anyway, Chris, it's character. time. It's time for... It's time for the main event. yippee be to that because we did finally even, get to... The... Did they even give us a Mark no. Henry
3: this week? No, they didn't, right?
2: No, Mark Henry. Actually, actually they did. They I did. didn't see him. He, he was there. He was actually there, believe it or not. I don't blame you for not noticing because... You can watch this show and just not notice anything. To be honest, I mean, that's how the show is. Notice these things, though. (laughs) Right, (laughs) it is, but doesn't matter. The point is, I don't blame you, even if you didn't. But anyway, it is time for the main event. It is Hikari Shida and Sky Blue versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. uh this is. You know what? This was the match of the night for me, not the commander Salamander Phoenix match. And I actually didn't mind it. I, I mean, it wasn't too bad. I thought Sky Blue was actually quite good in this match for the first time, in a long time. Jeff, tell me if I'm telling lies.
3: You know, th- th- this match was fine. This match was pretty good. Uh, and you know, the, you know, the and the, the woman with the title. Her team won, which is what's supposed to happen, which is what we were complaining about, or I was complaining about a smack attack, which didn't happen on SmackDown. The women with the title, their team lost. Now, they still did the beatdown, as heels are supposed to do, and the heels did the beatdown afterwards, as heels are supposed to do. I mean, and it was the same thing. It was, you know, the spray paint was evolved, and it's been working less and less. But actually, I think all four women worked hard in this match, and they and they made their stuff look pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure they're all great wrestlers, but Soraya was doing what she was supposed to. She was being an irritant and and sometimes physically involved in the match. Um, They were selling for the most part. Most of the moves hit. They worked pretty well together. I mean, they should. They've been doing versions of the same match for the last seven months. Um, But yeah, I have no problems with this match. This was definitely the best match of the night. It was unnecessary, but at least it was part of the AEW canon, and it means something leading into... All in, if you want to say it means something, I mean, I don't think it added or takes away from the match any, but as a match by itself, it was was fine and definitely the match of the night and might have been the women's match of
2: the week. Maybe, Chris, do you agree?
1: Uh, so far, yep, unless they do something, uh, unless they're able to do something on Saturday that's better, then yeah, I'm gonna say that was the. That was the women's match of the week. Um, last week, I want to say that they had something pretty good actually on uh, Collision. Don't remember what the match was now because
3: Saturday match. Am... and Diamante.
1: Yeah, right. That was a really, really good match. So, um, yeah. Hey, if they have something else on Saturday that's that good, then it'll probably it'll probably be the second best women's match of the of the week. But still, I mean, pretty good. Pretty solid match. I like this. There were certainly some some performers in here who I think, you know, if you've got a women's division, you could sign them and have them be on your television. So it was good. Um, as far as do I think that they could have done more with it? Absolutely. I think that you could have. You should have. At some point, you're going to need to have a situation where Tony Storm and Soraya are both kind of looking at the belt or something like, I want that belt. Well, I want the belt too. So there needs to be at least a little bit of problems there. Otherwise it doesn't make any sense, uh, especially why heels would get along so well going into a match. That's for the singular women's championship that they're both involved in. Uh, They could have done something with that. They should have done something with that. They better do something with that before all in, um, But it won't really shock me if they don't either. My expectations are pretty low uh, for most of AEW that's not collision. So as far as that goes, this was a good match. Uh, They got about 20% out of what they could have got here, but
3: 20% isn't zero that's a really good point that they didn't tease any tension or jealousy or rivalry between Soraya and Tony storm over the belt. The only other nitpick I have for this is, well, one is that I didn't come up with that, that uh, thought process uh, on, on the show. Uh, the other is that during the commentary, um, they mentioned again that Tony Storm is going through some sort of a breakdown and a crisis. And there was absolutely no evidence whatsoever in her physical appearance, her physical makeup, her wardrobe, or her performance to support that.
1: Show Which, don't tell.
3: Exactly. I mean, I, 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 and we liked it. We liked it. You know the, the first two iterations, especially the first one. The second one we gave her the pass because maybe it's part of the breakdown. But the third time I'm like, what are they talking? About? And now it's a fourth time, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She looks she looks great. She's acting great. What, what what's going on here? I mean, she doesn't look like a, a homeless mad woman. She looks like friggin' Marilyn Monroe who can kick ass. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, I think we we're expecting way too much, Jeff, when it comes to the hot mess style of character well, that we anything, thought maybe. I mean.
3: Listen, I think I speak for all of us. If we could get the male version of it, we should all have a breakdown like she's having a breakdown.
2: <laughs> That's Sting. I bet you, especially no, the No, if Sting. she
1: was, if she was doing, if she, okay, what what we got from Sting last week is exactly what we should be getting from Tony Storm right now. That like slightly unhinged, like okay, what's going on here? Because you're starting to sound a little crazy. That's actually what we should be getting from her. And in this match, we should have got it from her some more where she's, you know, at some point, you know, maybe after the match, this would have been a really good way to to, to push that and – you know the angle that I was talking about. After the match, there's a beatdown. Uh, they're beating up the champ or whatever. She's pounding on. She's pounding on the champ. Just fucking giving her the gears. And then you have Soraya be like, "Hey, calm down." And then you have her turn around like she's gonna hit Soraya because she's so unhinged, right? And oh my God, Tony Storm. She's she's clearly lost her mind after losing this. After losing her world championship, she doesn't even recognize friend from foe. You know what I mean? Like, there's a thousand different ways that you can do that, and they just they get five percent of what they could get out of everything, and it's frustrating.
3: Yeah, they could, you could book the unhinged the unhingedness as a reason why Tony Storm didn't get the belt, or why Soraya took advantage of something because Tony Storm's having like a little shift, yeah. like like she dyes half of her hair green and black but the other half is blue like she's she wears weird face paint like plaid in her color in their colors but she's still but they're still like not exactly sure what's going on with her they do they're doing nothing there's zero creativity and tony has said say that she's unhinged she's having a breakdown he's like all right she's unhinged she's having a breakdown but there's not there's nothing else there and i i don't i don't get it because this actually it not only makes sense with your story, but it helps your booking. It helps your out. It helps you decide how one person wins, even if it's the surprise. Tony Storm wins and Soraya doesn't. It's because Tony Storm is so crazy. She has no friend from foe. She knocks everyone the fuck out, you know, or she gets herself disqualified. Whatever. It 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 can help you in your booking. And they don't help themselves because they don't believe in stories. They just believe in exhibition matches and pretending they're stories, which is. A, a, a harsher way of saying the same thing Bully Ray said
1: earlier this week. Yeah, he's not a booker. He's a matchmaker.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spot on. Well, boys, I think we can take it home. Uh, I think, I mean, that covers everything. I mean, this is something else we need to talk about before we take it home. Is there good, anything else? Yeah. I'm cool. Nothing? Nothing to report? No. Well, wow. Well, in that case, Jeff, tell them where they can find you.
3: On Twitter at IkerSpell M D. If you're watching this show, you already know where you can find me on the HMG and the PWC. You probably know that uh, I also have another show on the PWC called Hammerlock Hangover with Big Daddy Cool Esteban Pineapple. Um, and uh, if you've seen the PWC and HMG, you probably know that I have two non wrestling shows called Garden of Doom and Garden Views. But I guess I'll tell you one more time. But I already told you earlier about Garden of Doom with Vincent, the Hurricane episode. Uh, but Garden of Doom is basically paranormal, occult, and, uh, and a variety of stuff which is a little bit woo-woo and out there and mythology and things like that, where Garden Views tends to be a little bit more earthbound and topical legal business science, uh, more straight geopolitics, rather than did Atlantis conquer the world, which is in the jurisdiction Garden i But yeah, you can find ever all of my stuff between PWC and Garden and uh, HMG. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> You're funny, Jeff. Oh, and before I take it to you, Chris. Someone needs to write me a better script. I just don't even know what <laughs> It's all good, Jeff. Keep being you, man. I don't but um, mean, I don't want to be someone else. <laughs> but Why do we, we be that sh- you- <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> anyway, um, before I, I pass it on to Chris, what was your letter grading for the show? Oh Jesus Christ! E D-? minus?
3: Is that too? Is that too good?
2: Or- no, that's about right. I was going to give it a D. <laughs> it's not about an F. <laughs> you know but I mean. the
3: last—I mean, E D-. minus.
2: It should be an F in many ways. But anyway, Chris. Yo. Tell them where I can find you, man. And letter rating for the show.
1: All right. Well, uh, letter grade. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jeff's here. Uh, it's a D minus. It's uh, you just barely don't fail because you gave me like a decent women's match. But like when one decent women's match is the best thing that I can say about your show, we got problems. Uh, mm-hmm. We got some serious issues. If that's the only nice thing I can say about the show. Um, where can you find me? Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Chrisams1. You can go there and, uh, you can see everything that I have to say about politics, pro wrestling, and anything else that comes to my mind. Uh, you can find me right here on channelattitude.com and Hami Media Group. Um, specifically, especially tomorrow, that's Sunday, at 10 o'clock, uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, every Sunday at 10 o'clock, Central Standard Time, after the collision... We sift through
2: The Uh,
1: Wreckage. The Wreckage! That's right. Uh we'll be there tomorrow to tell you everything that happened uh, tonight on Collision, and we'll we'll review it, we'll talk about it, and uh we'll break it all down. Um other than that, you can find me on the PWC network, um where we have a bunch of other shows. Uh specifically the one that I love the the one that I love dearest, the first and best as far as I'm concerned still. Uh, the Wednesday night skirmish. Uh, great show. And, uh, yeah, you can also find me, like I said, I, I'm guesting on a bunch of other things uh, this week. Uh, I'm guesting on uh, on the Impact Attack. So uh, go there to listen. That'll be Monday at 8.30 uh, p.m. And, uh, yeah, that'll be great. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to reviewing that with Brandon. So that's pretty much it for Amoa.
2: Ah, beautiful. Looking forward to it. And if you want to follow me, you can on the Twitter or the X, whatever it is, at DJ Mass Effects, and you can follow us also at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com, where for five bucks you get the best talk in all of pro wrestling, and also Hamim Media Group.popin.com, where we have all our affiliate shows, and the PWC for all our shows. In saying that, I am Jimmy T. That is Chris Sams, and that's Dr. Jeff Littman, and you've been listening and watching the HMG Rampage Uncade show right here on channelattitude.com, and we're out. See yous. Olay. Stay with my friends.